This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, what's good? You've tuned in to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for joining us as we prepare you for week 12 of the college football season. We are going to catch up with national recruiting analyst Rusty Manziel out in the state of Georgia as the Bulldogs landed Smile Munden, a five-star linebacker, a top 10 prospect in the top 24-7. And speaking of the top 24-7, we at 24-7 Sports updated the rankings this last week for the 2021 class. We had loads of content, including a look at the biggest risers, where the prospects that are uncommitted could be leaning heading into the early signing period next month, and so much more. So make sure you log on to 24-7 Sports and look at all the content from the refresh to the top 24-7 for the 2021 class. Remember to hit that subscribe button. Please rate us. Please review us. We're planning a mega mailbag episode heading into the early signing period. So if you have a recruiting question, and I know you've got one, whether that's about your favorite team or a recruit or even your rival, leave a five-star Apple podcast review with your recruiting question for one of our analysts to answer here on this show. Before we get to Rusty, let's begin with the kickoff. Things are getting spicy on the recruiting trail heading into the early signing period, and it is officially flip season. We joked a couple weeks ago with Andrew Ivins about what would be considered a flip. Well, we got two instantaneous ones this week. Philip Riley, a top 24-7 cornerback from the state of Florida via the state of Washington, decommitted from USC and flipped to Notre Dame. By the way, a school he was already committed to earlier in the process. So he flipped from Notre Dame to USC, has now flipped back to the Irish as Brian Kelly and that staff continue to roll not only on the field, but off the field as well. And then the Texas Longhorns were able to secure a commitment from Byron Murphy II. He's one of the top defensive prospects in the state of Texas. He had been committed to Baylor, but flipped to the Longhorns on Wednesday, giving Texas another key in-state victory. Although the ongoing recruiting dead period and the pandemic have slowed recruiting in some sense, we're inching closer and closer to the early signing period, which means recruits are now beginning to make their moves. Joining us now on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast is Rusty Manzel. He's Mr. Everything out in the state of Georgia. Rusty, first of all, how are you doing? Good, man. Tired. Uh, I'm very appreciative, though, you know, talking to you a little bit off air. I understand, you know, what California's going through and, you know, every single week here in the state of Georgia, I appreciate where we are. We're starting, we're, we're in week 10, so the seasons are completing for everyone this week. We'll start playoffs next week, so... Long day, uh, did some stuff in Atlanta, uh, Smile Munden, who we'll talk about shortly, committed this morning, but, uh, you know, getting to go to practices and take pictures and games on Friday night, you know, my wife, I told her, 
you know, in August and said, babe, when this, when this season goes, I'm not missing a Friday night and, and knock on wood so far. I haven't. So trying to, uh, trying to get 15 in and hopefully we get there. We're in week 10 and it's, it's teetering, man. It's, it's, it's going to be some interesting, you know, decisions come the next five weeks in the state of Georgia. Yeah. I think a lot of things right now are, are hanging in the balance. And, and obviously I think everyone knew that and everyone expected that when the football got the green light and especially high school football, which is so local, so centralized and, and it's so tight knit. Right. And, and that's where I think it hits the hardest, uh, the cancellations, um, you know, the postponements, the, the uncertainties and, and all that. Um, and it's funny that you mentioned that you're tired. I mean, that's a long day. Greg Biggins and I were at a camp this past weekend and, and a couple of showcases and we were a, a bit rusty. It was, it was tough for us to get into the swing of things after not being on the road uh, throughout this whole year since March. Uh, but I know you were uh, obviously pretty tired. We're recording this on Wednesday and. And, and that's because you were in the in the storm, as we like to say. Smile Munden, a top ten prospect in the country, five star linebacker, commits to Georgia, and and I know you were pretty tied in on that one. Why do you think he committed to the Bulldogs? How did Georgia manage to secure one of the top prospects in the country? I think you know, Smile covering him. Uh, you know, here he is top ten player in the country. Um, you know, regardless of who you look at, he's one or two in the state of Georgia. Him and Marius Mims kind of flipped back and forth a little bit, who now are both committed to Georgia, the five-star offensive tackle out of Blakely County, which is down in middle Georgia. But, you know, Smile's a very quiet guy. You know, he was all about football. Uh, you know, I told you off the air, this kid's never been to a football camp. Now, he played four years of varsity football, and he ran three years of varsity track, uh, two and a half years. Would have ran three, four years of varsity track, did 100, 200. Uh, 110 hurdles. So, um, like tell people, not only did that, he had a full-time job just about. He worked at Little Caesars Pizza. You know, this is a kid that he was a, you know, very focused uh, individual. And he wanted to take his visits, man. He really wanted to take his visits. And when all basically hell broke loose March the 11th, that weekend he had a scheduled trip to go to Oklahoma for three days. And when that got canceled, little did we know that he would never step foot on another campus again. What he said to me about Georgia, the last two or three interviews, which are probably over once a month, I would call it just for everybody. And he said Georgia was consistent. And I asked him today, I said, what did that mean to you? And he said they were consistent in their message to me. And I, I think one of the things I took out of this player, and again, I'm speculating because he didn't tell me, but he told me this part. He said, what Georgia told me what happened basically all happened in this whole deal. And he said, Georgia was consistent with me. Uh, he said he trusted Glenn Schumann, Georgia inside linebacker coach. He felt like he would develop him. Uh, he said he felt like Georgia's always in the mix for playoffs, you know, SEC championship, those types of things is close to home. So at the end of the day, you know, Blair, we've heard it a million times. He didn't get to say he had that home feeling because he didn't get those visits. But he, in another round, another, another way saying it, it was going to be home for him, and he kind of felt he kind of felt like he could trust the Georgia staff, and uh, you know he kept saying over and over consistency. If you, some people that listen to this may have watched the live feed out of Atlanta this morning, and you know he just said, "Look, Georgia was consistent with me," and that kind of stuck with me. You know, thinking about that on the way home today. And I think that right now, 
given the circumstances, given the the situations that we're living, we we just heard that the Division One Council and that committee ruled to extend the dead period through the middle of April. Relationships are mattering more so than than ever before, right? Because yeah. uh, I think that's all recruits have to to base things off of. They don't have that feel for campuses. They don't get to go out to games. They don't get to go and and check out the campus and and the student life. Right now, it's all relationships. So if George is able to lock down a player like Smile Munden, obviously he's an in-state prospect, right? And it's it's a program he had been to before, but. If they're able to lock him in a month ahead of the early signing period, it it, it speaks volumes about their relationship building. Glenn Schumann is is very underrated. I think I think a lot of people may not know him, but you know you're talking about a guy that won. A, listen, he lost a head to head battle for Barrett Carter. He goes to Clemson. He's going to go to Clemson. He lost a head to head battle for Owen Popo, who went to Auburn. He won a battle for Nicobe Dean. He won a battle for Quay Walker. He won a battle for a very talented person right now. Unfortunately, he's in a in a very deep room, and that's Channing Tindall, who was uh, number one player in South Carolina two years ago. Uh, he goes to Alabama, and he gets Monty Rice. He beats Auburn in the state of Alabama for Monty Rice. Alabama takes Dylan Moses. Monty Rice is sitting there, and it was Georgia versus Auburn, head-to-head for a kid, and Glenn Schumann comes in and gets him. So, you know, he's a young guy. You know, he's around now 30, I think. He's a guy that you know, you'll see more and hear more about. Um, young guy, these kids really relate to him. You know, his guys are getting drafted. Roquan, you know, speaks volumes when you hear him talk about him. Roquan invited him. And he only coached Roquan for two years. Roquan invited him to the draft. So that tells you a lot about this guy. And at that time, I think uh, Coach Schumann was like 28 years old. So uh, this is a guy that's getting it done and, and, and relationships, just like you said, Blair. Relationships are key, and Glenn Schumann is finding that way uh, to get these trust these young men and get them signed. We're going to take a short break. You're listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We are back on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I am Blair Angulo, joined by Rusty Manzel. He covers the Georgia Bulldogs and everything in the state of Georgia for 24-7 Sports. He's a recruiting analyst uh, for Dogs 247. And, you know, Rusty, on, on Twitter, you could follow you could follow Rusty at Manzel 247. But I, I see your pinned tweet 
is is asking for tape on 2024 prospects or if you or or you know someone that is a 2024 prospect in the state of georgia get on get on rusty's twitter twitter uh feed uh tell us more about that rusty i'm involved with a game called the georgia elite classic now it's an all-star game in the state of georgia typically it's a massive event it's a sixth grade a seventh grade eighth grade game a ninth grade game a tenth grade game 11th grade and a senior game and um, I'm, I'm involved with a committee that helps picks that. Well, obviously, this is a different year. So we met in August. We met in September. Probably wasn't going to be on the table. But what we did was we basically knocked it all about 60% out. And what we did is we're taking a freshman team of 40 players. We're going to take a sophomore team of 40 players. They're going to play each other. And we're going to have a junior team of 40 players. And we're going to have a senior team of 40 players. And they're going to play each other. It's going to be on live TV in the Atlanta uh, metropolitan area on CBS 46. And, you know, the thought behind that was usually we would take 80 per grade and the two ninth grade teams would play each other. So we cut it in half. We found a place that would has three hotels right by a stadium. So we don't have to put kids on buses. There'll be one kid per room. They'll practice twice on Friday, twice on Saturday, and they'll play on Sunday. So, um, you know, it's really we've sat down. With, with Georgia High School, we had to get pre-approval. We sat down with Georgia High School Association. They felt good with our plan. We felt good. And, of course, things can change. Things can change. Now, it's five weeks away, but uh, we feel we feel very good about it. And, and look, man, it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, the state of Georgia pushes about 275 kids per class, D1. No, that's not California numbers, but certainly growing in Georgia – and, and and it's and given the population yeah. that that's that's very significant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's crazy per per uh, per player. But you know, it's like the twenty twenty four class. I start going through those threads, and and I don't pretend to know all those kids. But you know, I see a six six defensive end at a small small school that has never had a player. I call down. I got some tape. Just blown away. I mean, when everybody sees this kid, a couple of weeks, found a six five two hundred seventy five pound. 15-year-old offensive tackle in South Georgia, he's probably an hour away from, uh, you know, a grocery store. So, uh, you know, those are the fun ones to find and to do those things. But, uh, yeah, we, that, that's that's where that comes from, and I'm involved with that, and it helps me do my job. You know, I get all the headshots. I get all the heights and weights during, uh, you know, registration, and I get to spend uh, a couple of days watching the teams practice and then do the games on TV. So, you know, it's a win-win for me in the state of Georgia, so I get a good look at a and a lot of guys and, you know, Eric Gilbert came, Eric Gilbert came as a sophomore. I knew who Eric was, but really didn't know that if he was that level, I remember filming him in practice that day and I cut up about 10 clips and I sent it to Barton Simmons and Eric Richards. And then they called me back and said, invite him the next day. So uh, the next day at practice, right in front of the whole team, we invited Eric Gilbert as a, as a sophomore to the, to the all American bowl. And, obviously stay committed to uh to us and uh, played in that game last year yeah that's awesome and it's a great platform again uh for the listeners you could either send tape to manzel 247 on twitter or at ga elite classic now th- those are players that want exposure and that they want to go out and compete uh, smile munden you mentioned earlier never made it out to a camp now that is very rare not only for for a, an elite prospect never to to go out to an, a camp and, and and maybe a showcase or, or an event like that where he's able to match up against other players of his caliber. Um, but for, for him to, I guess, elevate the way he has and to ascend in the 
rankings into a top 10 prospect, according to the 24 seven sports rankings, number one at, at his position, um, you know, getting all the accolades that he's gotten. It's very rare for a player never to make it to, to an event like that and, and still shoot up the rankings. You've seen him. Mm-hmm. What kind of player is Georgia getting? They're getting a guy that fits today's college world. And I don't know if you got a chance to watch the Georgia-Florida game. may or may not have, but you watched Florida continuously go back into those wheel routes where they had the, the one-on-one coverage with the running backs versus the linebackers in space. And listen, you know, Florida didn't try to camouflage it. Once they were able to motion and, and change Georgia's coverages into something like that, you, uh, you got to have a guy – that can uh you gotta have a guy that can cover in space. You got a guy that can play the run. You can't have that thumper linebacker anymore. The guy that just comes in there like a big bull. He's got to be a natural athlete in space. And I know Charles Powers, um, you know, guy worked with us for a while, was heavy involved in this smile ranking early on. And we pull a lot of verified track times. You know, Charles was big on data. Uh, how these kids, you know, forecast next with the times and uh, playing both sides of the ball, uh, you know, in, in high school. So we had some stuff on him. We felt good. Now, to make him top 10, that wasn't my call. But I have – I would be very comfortable saying that he is a five-star in any way, shape, fashion, or form. I personally probably would take Amarius Mims as number one player in the state because of the premium position as offensive tackle. He's a six, seven kid. Uh, it's true left tackle. Those are hard to come by. But Smile is a guy that his best playing days are ahead. Because let's be honest, he went to a high school that's not really – his high school, you know, his high school is known for they filmed the state championship game of Remember the Titans there. Okay. Yeah. So they, okay, this, that's, that's their calling that's their card. Call. I like yeah, it. So you go there and they got the Denzel plaque and all that kind of stuff. Very, very cool. And every time I'm in that stadium, I still think about Gary Bertier's mom walking in, uh, you know, sitting down. That was that press box. and. Um, and, but, you know, it, it's just one of those deals where he, this guy's best days are ahead of him because he's had an injury, didn't play on a great high school team, but he checks all the boxes. So he's going to be one we're really going to watch. I'll be honest with you, Blair. We're, we're going to be really, really right. Or we could be like, well, maybe we should have checked this box. Maybe we shouldn't have, because this guy, this guy, I really think his ceiling is very, very high. Knowing him, he, he's never asked me about his profile. He's never asked me about a picture. He's never asked me to take this down. He's never asked me about this. You know what he asked me? He asked me about six months ago if he could commit on live TV and if I could help him do that. And I said, yeah, I can do that. And he goes, I want to be around my high school teammates and my family when I do it. And I said, smile. If you commit to the University of Alaska, my man, I'll get it done. And today, <laughs> you know, today we got it done. And he's a kid of very few words. And you know, he pulled me to the side after, you know, it was probably an hour after so with he come up and said, man, I can't think you enough. My mom's crying. I said, look, man, I'm a parent. That is what it's all about. That is what it's all about. And, you know, smiles, a uh, smiles. A, he's a, he's a, he's a great young man. I think his playing days, his best days are ahead of him. A lot of, a lot of left. Yeah. And that's fantastic. I mean, obviously we and, and everyone around him hopes that it's not the last time He's on, on, on television, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, making people smile. Yeah. Um, 
Before we let you go, Rusty, I know that we're about a month away uh, until the early signing period, and you've been, uh, you know, doing this for for a long time. Uh, what are you anticipating on that Wednesday in middle of December uh, in terms of the signing numbers, in terms of the movement? Are, are we going to see flips and decommitments and and late decisions like we have in, in years past? Blair, I don't think so, man. Because once they extended the dead period. I think some of these kids were hoping that maybe they could get some visits in December and then they extended it and they go all the way into April. And, you know, there's really not, some of them are going to go, some of them are going to go December, no matter what, maybe a couple of them go to January or February. But, you know, if you're sitting here and you're going to start taking a month of calls from everybody just all over you, you probably know where you want to go. You're not going to be able to take a visit anywhere. Uh, an official visit. You're not going to be able to, you know, have somebody host your mom and dad legally anyway. Um, but you know, my, my thinking is over the next probably two and a half weeks, you're probably gonna see some kids that go, you know what, man, I can't deal with this. I need to go make a decision. So we'll see, you know, typically when they make it this long, they're going to make it a signing day because they, they want to take those, those, those two visits in December for sure. Uh, but those are no longer available. So, I think you're going to see some kids pop around the country just like, look, it's time. Yeah, I, I think obviously the the inability to take visits and not being able to hit the road and, and only being able to base things off of what you're seeing on TV and some of those games, um, you know, I, I do feel like this cycle has been unique and the early signing period will will reflect that in terms of the numbers and, and how many players sign and, and all that. Um, you know, it, it all really depends, especially out West where so many players haven't played football. Um, I, I think some of those guys just want to come off the board and, and secure their spot. And, and, you know, before everything kind of turns, turns to the new year. Um, Rusty, we, we really appreciate you joining us here and, and uh, you know, can't wait to catch up with you again. Absolutely, man. You keep them guys straight out there. I hope y'all, Hope y'all stay safe and and uh, get some football in at some point in the West Coast. I know there's a bunch of ton of really good players. Let me ask, let me put you on the spot. What's what's the latest on Corey Foreman? My guys ask me all the time on our board, and uh, what's what's your vibe on Corey Foreman? You know, it sounds like right now he wants to play his, his senior season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from a recruiting standpoint, we keep hearing uh, some LSU buzz. Uh, we keep hearing USC continues to push. Sure. Uh, obviously, Georgia is, is still in the mix there. Um, you know, I know he wanted to take a, a couple visits. I, I think he wanted to get out to the Alabama-LSU game that was eventually uh, canceled. Um, obviously due to COVID. Um, so I think he's taking it day by day. But if high school football in the state of California gets pushed back to March, uh, it, it does sound like Corey Foreman and a few other elite players out West might not be playing after all. And they're just going to sign and, and just figure out uh, where they're going to go from there. So it's going to be very interesting and a, and a lot of stuff to to unravel still. I mean, Smile Munden is one of the top 10 prospects that, that is off the board. There's only three remaining and they're all on the West Coast, Rusty. <laughs> hey, enjoy it, guys. I'll be, I'll, I'll be paying attention. <laughs> Yeah, all right. That was Rusty Manzel. You can follow him on Twitter at Manzel247. And again, if you have some tape for a prospect that could be under consideration for the Georgia Elite Classic, that is at GA Elite Classic. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to this edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast.
moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.